sugar, 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 to 10 years would be my guess. I don't know. He'll probably tell me it's like eight or something. I don't know. But uh, he told me today, because I had asked on the social media, I was like, ah, I got, I've got, i got bad news today and uh, nothing I can't handle. So I'm just looking for good news from people. Good news. And the good news that he told me was that he quit comedy. Now, uh, I love my boy at all. He's a hustler, baby. But it's one of those things of, I'm just like, you don't quit comedy, really. It's like you just decide to walk away from it. You can always go back. Nobody tells you you can never do jokes again. You can always hop on a stage anywhere. Fuck, this guy runs a room down in the clam zoo. So he'll he'll always be able to get on. I mean, his his uh, personal life has changed. They think his professional life has changed. And then it just becomes uh, priorities, man. What are your priorities like? So it was weird. I, f- I felt sad when he said it. And then he messaged me, and he was like, ah, you know, I've got other stuff going on. I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. 100% I get it. 100% I get it. So you just pivot. You pivot, and you do different things. I, I had a, a lady on the facial book today kind of asked me why I was quitting comedy. I'm like, I'm not quitting. I just don't want to do the fucking road. I don't want to go on the road for a gig that pays $300 for the weekend, and I fucking drove 10 hours to get there i'm staying in a shit hotel fucking uh meals aren't taken care of everything's on my own paying to fucking half-filled rooms in front of rooms that don't fucking give a shit i'm selling three t-shirts a show tops why the fuck would i want to do that right like i'm letting people know I don't even think I'm fucking uh, pulling back the curtain. I'm just letting you know the reality of a lot of this shit. It's not a lot of money to be made in comedy. You always think like, oh, fuck, Jim Gaffigan, he's making 30 mil a year. Yeah, it's fucking Jim Gaffigan. How many Jim Gaffigans are there out there, right? You have your handful of guys who make really good money, and then you have your handful of dudes who make shit. And sadly, I'm closer to those guys than I am to good old Jimmy G. So there we go. So we pivot, we pivot, we pivot, we pivot, we pivot. When I pivot, you pivot, we pivot, we pivot. So it's podcast and uh, writing the book. Fuck, I'm, I'm going to hold me to it, everybody. I'm going to write that fucking book this weekend. I'm going to pound it out. See what happens. See what the fuck happens. <laughs> I just need to be held accountable. I can't fucking goof around. I goof around a whole lot. Because I like goofing around. But goofing around doesn't fucking do anything for me. Other than me telling you stories on the podcast. But fuck, this is the free one. Subscribe to my Patreon. It's five bucks a month. And it's fucking one less uh, Starbucks coffee. One less... Big Mac sandwich. One less half a pack of smokes. <laughs> Two less dip and dot packets. That's fine, man. It was brutal today at work, everybody. For those who are new to the podcast, uh, the day job for me is driving for dip and dots. Dip and dots ice cream. 
I'm, I'm amazed at how many people still don't know what the fuck Dippin' Dots is. Dippin' Dots have been around 30 plus years. How do you not fucking know? I was anyone who's my age and younger, how do you not know? 50 years plus. How do you fucking not know? But anyway, it's just looking brutal. And uh, they're going to lay me off. And then I'm going to assume that I can collect some unemployment again. But, you know, that's fine. But fuck me, man. It's, you you want to be working. You want to be a fucking productive member of society, right? I just can't keep going from working to not working. So, uh, we'll see. I didn't work yesterday. I only worked like six and a half hours today. And it does not look like I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make it work. When I did go, I did go work today. I had to drive all the way up to Manistee, Michigan. Everybody drove all the way up to Manistee, which is a good two hours plus from where I am. And then the next stop was in good old Pentwater, Michigan. And uh, by the time I was going to get there, I was going to be a little early. So uh, I goofed around in Manistee. There was a, a Goodwill store there. You know, the thrift store. And I'm, I'm a fucking, I am a fan of the thrift stores. Now, I don't know if you are or are not, but I love them. I love thrift stores, garage sales, flea markets, all the secondhand shit. I just dig it because you never know what the hell you're going to find. You're going to find some weird shit. You're going to find some cool shit. You're going to find some uh, good sales. And so I like, to, I like to go and peruse. I like to go in and browse. Now, I don't, again, I don't know what you look at. For me, it's uh, I can't look at clothes. I'm too tall and I'm too lanky. I cannot go and I, I cannot find uh, shirts that'll fit. I could maybe find a t-shirt if I wanted, but I got way too many t-shirts of my own. I'm never gonna find pants. I got long fucking arms and long fucking legs. I'm just a fucking uh, daddy long legs. That's what they used to call me in elementary school. They would call me daddy long legs. That's what the fuck I was. So I don't look at that shit. I don't look at knickknacks. None of it. I, I, to me, it's I go in, I look at the books, and I look at the CDs and the DVDs. And that's what I do, and then I get the fuck out. I get the f fuck out. I got some other buddies, like my buddy Matt Harper. He likes to go in, and he uh, he's an eBay dude. He'll go and he'll try and uh, find some shit that he can resell on eBay. He's pretty good at it. He and his wife got a fucking uh, system down, so they do good with that. I don't think I got the patience for it. I just want to go in and find what I like, and then I get the fuck out. So today when I went in, you know, I've never been in this Goodwill. It's uh, up there in Manistee, so it's smaller. There's not a lot to it. And the books and the CDs and the DVD are just like one little segment of a wall. Not much at all. But fucking jackpot, everybody. Jackpot! I found me three hardcover Jack Reacher books. They were a dollar fifty each. A fucking dollar fifty. One dollar and a fifty cents. So it was fucking uh four fifty for the three hardcover books. And I'm not gonna lie, everybody. I can't lie. Pretty sure I read all three of those books, but <laughs> it was only a dollar fifty a book. It go. It's going to a charity. It go. Goodwill is an organization that helps people with job skills. So it's going to a good organization that I, I can get behind. And I'm buying three books that I like. And uh, I got a dude, I got a buddy who's a fucking Jack Reacher fan as well. So I can give them to him. And for fucking, 
I don't care. It's minimal. I can mail him these books, and there you go. Enjoy these fucking books. I have enjoyed them. Now you can enjoy them, and then you can pass them on to someone else. So there you go. Fucking great. And when I was perusing through the CDs, I found me a good old Beastie Boy CD, licensed to ill. I didn't have that one. Just a dollar fifty. A dollar fifty. Fucking good. So for six bucks, I got three hardcover books and a CD. Can't go fucking wrong. The greatest day of my life. And when I get to the counter, the lady's like, all right, is the CD in there? And I'm like, I don't open it, lady. Look for yourself. I mean, I had looked. I've already been scammed by that once. <sighs> Trick me once. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on, shame on me again. <laughs> right? Is that how it goes? So there we go. Fucking good shit. So I'm uh, going around doing some other stuff. There is a, uh, for whatever fucking reason, there is a, you can't see me do this, uh, air quotes. There is an air quote antique shop in Spring Lake, Michigan. I forget what it's called. I think it's just called Spring Lake Antiques or something. It's this weird yellow colored building with just shit all around it knick-knack garbage if you live in spring lake you know what i'm talking about because you've probably advocated to the fire company to have that building condemned and burned to the ground and i wouldn't blame you it is not an antique shop it's a flea market i don't care they have vendors in there wow 50 vendors and it's all just like little sections of the building this is my shit and uh, so, you, so you can buy stuff. And then apparently, I don't know if people are actually there to watch their shit, but there's the woman working at the door. And God knows why these people want Dippin' Dots at their fucking place. Why do you want a place where you, people are eating ice cream and maybe spilling it on your quote-unquote antiques, your quote-unquote shit? But they have it. So again, I'm just killing time, and I go and I'm looking around, and you know, there's one place that they got they got books, and they had a Jack Reacher book, another hardcover Jack Reacher book. And this one, I can guarantee, I hadn't read. I had not read this one, but it didn't have a price on it, right? So I'm like, I don't know how the fuck much this book is. Like, if they just do like, oh, it's half the price of the cover, that's still gonna be like twelve bucks or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking pay that. Sorry, everybody, I'm not. So I asked them, like, I don't know how much the book is. And they're like, well, bring it up here. And I'm bringing it up there. And there's these two old ladies, right? Two old ladies. Because who else is going to be at a flea market other than an old fucking lady? So I'm talking to them. And I put the book down. It's a Jack Reacher book. And the lady's like, oh, that's from my stand. And I'm like, all right. Well, there you go. And she's like, uh, we'll just do three bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah, I can do three bucks. But, uh... I only had a 20 on me. So I have like three bucks to give her. So I had to pay the lady at the counter. And then she charged me tax for whatever reason. Fuck that bullshit. The man doesn't need to know about this transaction. So I bought it. And the lady's looking at it. She's like, oh, that was a, re it's a really good book. And she's pointing at Jack Reacher. I'm like, I know. I love Jack Reacher. And she's like, ah, it's very hard to find good books nowadays and i'm like in my brain i'm like are you fucking retarded lady are you dumb as shit i think you're dumb as shit and i tell her i'm like well the guy he's written like 25 jack reacher books and she's she acted like astounded by it i was like he fucking he's i've read like 13 of his books and that's only like half bitch it was just, she, I don't know, she's trying to, to upsell me. or I've already purchased the book, lady. I'm going to buy this book. You have uh, you have pocketed your $3 profit or whatever. I'm taking this book. It, is, it will be a good book, and I will enjoy it. Thank you very much. But why are you trying to act like you know all about Jack Reacher when clearly you don't know shit when you're like, oh, you can't find too many good books? I'm like, have you read all 25 of his books? The dude, Lee Child, he's actually kind of, uh, for those who don't know, he's passing the reins on to his brother. He's got a younger brother, and they got a new one coming out called The Sentinel that the two of them wrote together. And then, uh, 
uh, he's going to let his brother take over. So it's, it'll be good. It'll be a continuation of the book. I mean, you can only write the book so many fucking times, right? So you can you can only do it so many fucking times before you're like, ah, fuck, man, I'm, I'm getting, I'm old as shit. I'm rich as shit. I don't need to keep doing this shit. Fuck my brother. Brother, do you, brother, brother. Do you want to do this shit, brother? Fuck yeah, I do. I'm going to be a millionaire now, right? This Jack Reacher bullshit. Fuck yeah, brother. So that's exciting for me, and none of you give a shit. <laughs> when I was driving around today, too, I saw something weird. I saw this electronic billboard. Right? It's one of those ones that, you know, every 10 seconds it changes or whatever. And I'm looking at it. And on it, it says Phil Hartman. And it had today's date. And I'm like, why the fuck would it say Phil Hartman with today's date? Like, it didn't, it did not make sense. And the issue was, uh, I mean, if, if, for those who don't know who I'm talking about, Phil Hartman was this guy who was on Saturday Night Live for a very long time. Then he was on that television show, News Radio, and he had been in a whole bunch of movies. Uh, probably one of my favorite Saturday Night Live uh, performers. You know, I, I can't lie, I probably haven't watched Saturday Night Live in 20 years, really. I mean, I've seen clips, but have I sat down and watched the whole fucking show in 20 years? No, I haven't. But I was a fan of that era of uh, Phil Hartman and uh, uh, Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, uh, Rob Schneider, David Spade, all, all those fucks. Chris Rock, he was briefly on. He really wasn't that good on the show, to be perfectly fucking honest. They used him as kind of like the token black guy. It wasn't, I mean, can you remember a fucking memorable character of his on Saturday Night Live? You can't, because he didn't fucking have one. But Phil Hartman was great because he could do uh, really good impressions. He did Ed McMahon and Frank Sinatra. And uh, it was just uh, fucking great. I loved him so much. And then back in uh, 1998, I think it was, maybe 99 but i think it was 98 his psycho bitch wife fucking whacked him and then whacked herself i had uh read a book on him and i think there was like a little documentary on him as well too just talking about their relationship and his wife was just a fucking whack doodle substance user they had a very poor relationship and it was just fucking awful and he deserved better he was one of the greats. I would highly recommend all of you to fucking go check out Phil Hartman. Go look for him on, uh, let me, now I got a fucking, uh, sorry everybody, now I got to look. I wasn't planning on doing this. But, um, uh, why I keep writing full? Phil, no, Phil, you fucks. There we go, Phil Hartman. God damn. Uh, movies and television shows. Let's see. He was on news radio, Saturday Night Live, Jingle All the Way. He he uh, he was Lionel Hutz. I think it was his name on The Simpsons. Small Soldiers. He was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Sergeant Bilko, House Guest, Conehead, So I Married an Axe Murderer, uh, Blind Date. You know, a lot of small characters in the background stuff in the, for movies. But fucking goddamn, I love that guy. And I, get, I guess the reason why they had him on, he was on the billboard, was today is his birthday. If he was alive today, how the fuck old would he be? God damn it. Uh, he was born... He was born in 48. God, he would be in the 70s now. Um, so he would be uh, 52. He'd be 72 years old. Well, fuck. He'd be, he could be president at that age. Such a bummer, man. But it, it really, it strikes me, though. Why would someone pay for a billboard for Phil Hartman? It was down near Holland, Michigan. 
somewhere between Holland and Muskegon on on Highway 31. It's very strange. I mean, I appreciate it and I like it, but how many fucking uh, Phil Hartman fans are there that are going to spend fucking money on an electronic billboard to remind people that today was his birthday? It's odd, right? Am I the only one who believes that that's fucking odd? Yes. Yes, I am. I am the only one. Uh, last night, everybody, I ended up, uh, for those who subscribe to the Patreon, I did end up watching Copland. Copland, that classic Sylvester Stallone movie. Uh all recorded or filmed in 1997 it's 23 years old and fuck you can't find it anywhere it's not streaming on hulu or netflix or amazon prime or voodoo uh, excuse me voodoo or anything else so you got to pay for this movie that's 23 years old what a piece of shit i said on the podcast on the patreon last night that i think any movie that's 20 years or older should be fucking free. It should just be free. How many people watched Copland last night? Three. Me? Uh, fucking uh, Frank Stallone? Not even Sly, but Frank Stallone, his brother. And then, uh, I don't know who the fucking... Uh, Janine Garofalo, who played the deputy. The three of us. We watched it last night, and that's it. Janine watched it because she was still thin and didn't have all those ugly fucking tattoos. <laughs> She's got a lot of fucking tattoos. I like Janine enough. Uh, those tattoos are fucking ugly. I saw her back in 1999 at the uh, Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal. I saw her at uh, fucking some theater, not even a theater, just a big club. And Zach Galifianakis opened for him. I had no idea who Zach was. But he fucking blew, he opened up for her and he blew her out of the water. God damn, he was so funny, so creative, so interesting. Uh, it was the best. And then Janine just came out and she fucking read her notes. She was fucking reading her jokes. And I get like, uh, if you're at fucking Dr. Grins on a Thursday night and you're working out new shit and you, you want to get the stuff down, you can do it. But when you're at the fucking Montreal Just for Last Festival, know your goddamn shit. Sorry. The Just for Last Festival is probably the fucking... Biggest and greatest comedy festival in the world, and she was fucking around. But goddamn, uh, I just remember Zach Galifianakis. He had a piano on stage, and he was playing it, and it was awesome. And there was some old lady in the front row. It might have been a plant. I highly doubt it. This old lady was kind of like just talking to him and heckling him, a little, you know, heckling him in a fucking not. She hated the show, but like I'm just gonna talk to you kind of thing, and. He invited her on stage, and then he just fucking destroyed her. It was beautiful. So much fun. So much fun. That was one of the few things that I remember. But there we go. So I'm watching Copland. And uh, it's truly, I, I am uh, in no way overselling this. I truly believe it is one of Sylvester Stallone's best movies one of his best acting performances and i say that because it was not the stereotypical type a macho alpha male bullshit character that he normally portrays in rambo and rocky and over the top and fucking cobra and uh whatever whatever other dumb fucking movie you've seen him in he just played this kind of, not a simpleton, but just an average guy who was the sheriff of the small town. And he was just trying to do the right thing, but he was easily uh, persuaded. He wasn't necessarily the brightest uh, light bulb of all times. He wasn't the sharpest light bulb ever. But it was a great movie. And uh, what happened is I ended up watching it on Amazon Prime, but I did it with the 
seven-day Showtime uh, free trial. Which I'm like, okay, I will do this. But then, um, if you didn't cancel it, it would then be you would then be charged ten ninety nine a month for Showtime, and I'm like, fuck this, right? Again, with all of these streaming sites out there, and I already have access to Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime, and then there's all the freebies like Vudu and uh, Pluto and uh, was it Cracked or Crackle? You can find a lot of shit for free. I'm not paying an extra $10.99 for fucking Showtime. So in my calendar today, I don't know if you guys do this. In my calendar today, I set an appointment for me to cancel the fuck out of it. So I did. I remembered. I went and I canceled it. So I have it for a week and then it just won't re-up or whatever. I'm like, thank the fuck God. But I really have no idea what's on Showtime that I give a fuck about and would watch. But if you have Amazon Prime, fucking uh, go and, and get Showtime for a week for free and watch Copland. I loved it. I loved it. But again, I don't know why I got to pay for that shit or go through all this bullshit for a movie that's 23 years old. Right? That should be a law. Donald Trump, I will vote for you, Donald Trump, if you make a law saying that any movie over 20 years of age, everybody can watch for free. I will vote for you, Donnie. I know he listens to this podcast. When he's done watching Fox News, he flips on the Elemental Podcast to get himself fucking educated. I had a post today that I wouldn't even necessarily consider political. It's a social commentary. And fuck, man, I hate when I make a joke tinged with social commentary. People come crawling out of the woodworks to fucking throw in their two cents that I couldn't give a shit about. Keep your two cents to yourself, everybody. Here's the thing. With a joke, and clearly if you're following me on social media, you know I'm a comedian and I want to say funny things. It's on the rare occasion where I get a little more real. Because I don't want to get real with fucking strangers. I just want to talk about my dick. Hit the like button or move the fuck on. That's all you need to do. I've said it every fucking time I talk about jokes. But comedians don't need to hear your critique. We don't want to hear your fucking uh, criticism, your addition, or anything. But what the joke was today was that COVID-19 has done more to prevent school shootings than the federal government ever has. That's the fucking joke. And the joke is because nobody's in fucking schools right now for there to be a fucking school shooting. That's the fucking joke. That's I'm stating the obvious. You motherfuckers. But then I got these motherfuckers who go, well, it's not the guns, it's the people. And I'm like, listen, I, I don't care your thought either way on gun control or not, okay? Here's the thing. This is what I'm going to tell you, though. Guns have one sole purpose. And if you tell me otherwise, I will show you the fucking door because you belong outside in the wilderness where you can die from exposure. Guns were created to kill a motherfucker. Now you can say bullshit like, ah, I use it for hunting. Well, what do you do when you're hunting? You're killing things, you motherfucker. Ah, I use it for self-defense. Well, when you're using it for self-defense, what are you looking to do? You're looking to kill a motherfucker. Now, you don't take, like, a gun and use it to fucking, like, hammer and nails. Or uh, you don't take it to fucking, ah, I'm going to cook my meal on a gun tonight. Uh, I'm going to use the, the fucking gun to cut my hair tonight. Guns got one purpose, and it's to fucking kill. And if you tell me anything otherwise, eat my balls. Someone came out with fucking, well, you could kill a person with shoelaces. Yes. 
Yes, you can. You can kill a person with shoelaces. Uh, I have never heard of a mass lacing happening at a fucking school where uh, 20 people died because someone had a really long piece of shoelaces and fucking choked them all out. Shoelaces are meant to be used in your shoes to help them stay on your feet. Everything else has a fucking original purpose. Now, if you're like, ah, well, you know, fucking, ah, I don't know about that. Well, then, fuck, all right, here's the deal, man. If you truly believe, like, that you can kill someone with shoelaces, stop being a pussy. Get rid of your guns and protect your house with shoelaces. Have a sign outside of your house be like, owner armed with fucking shoelaces. Beware. Beware of the lace. Stop being a pussy. Put your guns away. Take them to goodwill. They'll, they'll make sure they get to a good home. And protect your house with shoelaces. If you're going to give me the bullshit uh, excuse of someone can kill someone else with shoelaces. Stop being a fucking moron. And people were like, well, what do you want the federal government to do? That's not the fucking point, dude. I'm a goddamn comedian. I'm not necessarily fucking here to give you solutions, man. So I went and I was like, well, uh, then the federal, if you're looking at me for fucking solutions on this bullshit, uh, the federal government should take your fucking guns away. Everybody should not own guns. And I just want to see the hillbillies disappear into the forest and we never see them again. Hopefully they'll shoot each other or choke each other out with shoelaces. I don't need to see them. Goodbye. But here's the thing, everybody. That's never going to happen. I know that's never going to happen. You know that's never going to happen. Guns are too ingrained into American society. Right? All our fucking movies, all our entertainment, uh, books. I love me the Jack Reacher books. There's a lot of fucking guns in it. I love it, man. I love that bullshit. In reality, do I love it? No. Entertainment I do, but guns aren't going away. And you know what? Uh, when Clinton was in office, guns didn't go away. When Obama was in office, guns didn't go away. They're not fucking going away, everybody. So uh, all of you fucking gun-loving weirdos who think the Democrats are going to come and take your guns away, you're fucking retarded. You're fucking retarded. And uh, you probably shouldn't own guns because you're fucking retarded. Just Relax. 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 What did I just say? Relax. Do, 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 do. Today, uh, before this podcast started, I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian again. And I did that because uh, ep- uh, season two of The Mandalorian is uh, coming out pretty soon. It's coming out in October, I believe. And uh, for those who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, for those who live under a rock, I'm not really sure how you found this podcast, but thank you for doing that. Uh, the Mandalorian, more or less, it's an offshoot of in the Star Wars world where this uh, bounty hunter dude, and fuck if I remember his name, I think they just call him the Mandalorian. And uh, he's essentially uh, Boba Fett's predecessor, I guess. And he finds a creature that's very much like Yoda and uh, these nefarious people from the Empire want to fucking whack him. And uh, the Mandalorian has taken this uh, Yoda-like creature. They call him Baby Yoda. And uh, he's taking him under his wings. He's going to protect him. And uh, it's fucking great. My only qualm with it is that the episodes are too short. They're, They're close to like a half hour each. And uh, this is more of like a a half-hour show is a comedy. A drama action should be closer to an hour. And these shows are all like a half-hour long. But it was a great series. If you don't have Disney+, Plus, I would recommend getting that just for that fucking show. But then you get also, you get all the Marvel movies. You get all the Disney cartoon movies. It's, it's, uh, It's a good fucking thing. 
Hell, I think you can uh, bundle Hulu, Disney Plus, and like ESPN Plus together for a relatively decent price, like twelve ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine or whatever. So there you go. So uh, I watched it, the first episode again, and uh, it just reminded me that it's a fucking great show, and I love it. And then uh, hopefully you guys watch it and uh, will like it as well too. So there we go. There we fucking go. Jamie is still uh, MIA. And she's not really MIA because I know where she is. She's out there in the fucking Sag Nasty. And uh, she will not be returning until uh, Sunday. So I'm, uh, I've am i been bacheloring it up. Not doing a whole lot. And since I don't have to work tomorrow, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I told my boss to let me know if it changed and something came up. But I highly doubt anything's going to come up. So, uh, what am I, what am I left to do? Do I continue watching more Mandalorian? Do I look for something on Showtime? Do I pick up one of these Jack Reacher books I have? Do I clean the house? Do I write the book? Do I do any of this shit? I'm trying to stay positive with all of this bad stuff. I suppose I should look for a job first and foremost. God damn it. God damn it, Stu. Why did you remind yourself to be a responsible fucking human being? Gross. That's a that's fucking gross. There was something else I was gonna talk about. Something weird. Oh well, gone forever. Uh, I do have a whole lot of things that I can talk about. A lot of stories. If there's anything you guys ever want to send to me, fucking let me know, man. I'll probably ignore it. <laughs> But you never know. Maybe I won't ignore it. Maybe I'll talk about stuff. This one thing I had to bring up only because um, I love this shit a ton. And uh, I'm afraid this could happen to me. Although I am knowledgeable enough to know to not do what this guy did. This guy was like the same age as me. I'm 50. This dude was 54. And this dude, goddamn, he, uh, this fucking Massachusetts, this fucking masshole. Massachusetts construction worker loved himself uh, some black licorice. Uh, I know a lot of people hate it. I, I love it, man. I love me a good, like, thick chunk of uh, black licorice. Now, usually you think, like, Twizzlers... I'm, there's like this weird Australian licorice where I actually have some friends in Australia who have mailed me us this Australian licorice. I think you can find it in stores here. And I can't remember the name brand, but I just love it. It's the best. But you can't eat a shit ton of it, which is what this guy did. And I know it. Because what it does is it, it fucks with your heart. I don't know what the hell is in it, but it fucks with your heart. And this cardiologist at fucking Massachusetts General, he said, uh, even a small amount of licorice, you can increase your blood pressure a little bit. Apparently the problem is glyceric acid which is found in black licorice and in many other foods and dietary supplements containing licorice root extract. It can cause dangerously low potassium and imbalances in other minerals called electrolytes. Eating as little as two ounces of black licorice a day for two weeks could cause a heart rhythm problem, especially for folks over 40. Fucking Christ. It's more than licorice sticks. It can be jelly beans, licorice teas, a lot of other things over the counter. Even some beers, like Belgian beers, have this compound in it, as do some chewing tobacco, said Dr. Robert Eckel, a University of Colorado cardiologist and former American Heart Association president. Sounds like this fucker's bragging. The death was clearly an extreme case. The man had switched from red fruit-flavored twist to the black licorice version of the candy a few weeks before his death. He collapsed while having lunch at a fast food restaurant. Doctors found he had dangerously low potassium, which led to heart rhythm and other problems. 
emergency responders did CPR and they were not able to revive the guy. So I love me some licorice, but now I just got to be fucking careful, I guess. I'm in that age bracket. I'm an old fuck. I'm an old motherfucker. Who can't, I can't, apparently I can't fucking handle my licorice. <laughs> Jeff Beckham, a spokesman for the Hershey Company, which makes the popular Twizzlers licorice twist, said in an email that all of our products are safe to eat and formulated in full compliance with FDA regulations and that all foods, including candy, should be enjoyed in moderation. Yes, Jeff. I don't think anyone was fucking blaming you for this fucker's death. Apparently this dude was eating extreme amounts of fucking uh, licorice. He was eating fucking a, a bag and a half every day. What a fucking idiot. Who's eating a bag and a half of candy every day? I want to see a picture of this dude. I can guarantee you this dude did not look like the fucking picture of health. This They found him at a fucking fast food restaurant. He was going in to fucking McDonald's and was putting Twizzler sticks on his fucking Big Mac. He was taking Twizzlers and putting them in the French fry container to make them look like they were French fries. He was like, hey, can you guys fry up my Twizzlers here? I need to die immediately. Ugh. So be careful. If you're an old fuck like me, be careful with the fucking Twizzlers, man. I don't need you to die. I don't have many listeners. I don't have many listeners. I can't afford to lose one. No, I can't. I can't afford to lose one. No, I can't. Speaking of candy, I know Halloween's coming up. Everybody loves Halloween. I like Halloween a little. I don't mind dressing up. I don't mind costume parties. I don't mind the candy. I don't, I don't know. It's fine. I don't get crazy about it. I don't decorate my house. None of that horse shit. But I do love the candy. And one of your favorite candies, when you went out trick-or-treating as a kid, I guarantee one of your favorite things to get were fucking Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Easily. I'll say top two. I'll, top two, Snickers and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Those were the two, right? What's better than Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Three Musketeers, get the fuck out of here. Twix, eat balls. Kit Kat, that's garbage. Skittles, I like Skittles. It's different. I'm thinking candy bars. Chocolate. Hershey chocolate, that's eh, fine. Mr. Good Bar, that's eh, fine. It's fine. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, man. They like doing weird shit with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. They put Reese's Pieces in them. You buy one of those, like, big jumbo uh, peanut butter cups, and it'll have piece. you can get it with pieces of uh, pieces. Pieces of pieces. You got feces in your pieces. Well, now these fucking idiots are taking the Reese's Big Cups and they're adding something into it that you wouldn't necessarily think. Maybe you would think, but I would not have thought it. They're putting in what? What are they putting in, Stu? They're putting in salty pretzels. Holy shit. Chocolate, peanut butter, pretzels. I just came in my pants. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. I just came in my pants. They do have a candy bar out called, what is it, Take 5? That's like a weird combination of all that shit. It's like chocolate and caramel. And I, I think there's peanut butter. And I think there's pretzels. There's five things. And I had one the other day. Because it was one of those things where it was like, uh, it had disappeared. And then Hershey brought it back. And it's fucking great. If you can find a Take 5, I highly recommend that you pick it up. And try it and be like, oh, this shit's the tits. You will not disagree with me. Uh, if I find one of these uh, Reese's Cups with the pretzels, I will grab it. And then I will do a taste test with you. They're saying a retail price for a single cup is $1.49. And a king size two cups for $2.09. I'll probably get that. No licorice for me, though. 
No fucking licorice, I gotta take it easy, my heart will explode. There's a good thing happening here in Grand Rapids. I was unaware of this. This is kind of a cool thing. Um, there was a movie filmed here in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, in Grand Rapido, Michigan. And it's going to uh, debut on October 10th, so a couple weeks, October 10th, like three weeks. It's going to be f showing over at uh, Celebration Cinema, the downtown, what do they got? They got a dumb name for it. Uh, Studio Park. Stupid fucking name. They should just call it Celebration Cinema City. That's what they should call it. Studio Park. Eat my balls. They should get a hold of me for marketing things. Who's going to remember to call it Studio Park? It's Celebration Cinema City. Because they got North and South. And then they had Rivertown because it was at the Rivertown Mall. And then they had Woodland because it was at the Woodland Mall. Call it Celebration Cinema City. It fucking rolls off the tongue better than Celebration Cinema Studio Park. Eat balls. I'm going to start calling it Celebration Cinema City. No more Studio Park. Celebration Cinema City. Because it's downtown Grand Rapids. It's right fucking there. But anyway, the movie that was filmed, uh, it's going to be called One Life at a Time. And it was filmed at and around Mel Trotter Ministries. And Mel Trotter Ministries is a homeless shelter and uh, you know help tries to help people get back on their feet help them with employment uh, probably help them with uh, substance abuse issues as well it's one of those kind of joints so the movie is uh it tells the story story of what homelessness looks like through the eyes of someone who had everything handed to them the movie stars uh, former Superman actor Dean Cain and Luke Schroeder, son of former Hollywood actor uh, Rick Schroeder. Um, it's always weird to me when they go, uh, former Superman actor Dean Cain. When the fuck did that uh, show stop? Let me see. Uh, Superman Dean. Not Dean. Dean Cain. Uh, I don't give a fuck about him. He is... Oh, he's from Mount Clemens, Michigan. I did not know that he was from Michigan, Dean Kane. Uh, he's also... God, he's gotten fat. Jesus Christ. Dean Kane decided he liked eating Reese's peanut butter cups with fucking uh, pretzels. Uh, films, I don't care. Uh, why is this not telling me? Uh, 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 uh. Sorry about this, everybody. Sorry about this. There you go. Television. It was on from 93 to 97. So it was only on four fucking years. And it's been 23 years. And this, this is what this fucking dude's known for? Ugh. But it stars those guys, Dean and Luke. As the problems of homelessness increase around our nation, so do the stereotypes. And we hope we can change our perceptions and find solutions through this film project, said Jason Candle, president of JC Films, back in February, he said this. Now, uh, I know his name is Jason Candle, but I can guarantee you that the JC does not stand for Jason Candle. Uh, it's going to stand for Jesus Christ. It's going to stand for Jesus Christ. Why? Because uh, this guy, uh, his company, provides thought-provoking films with Christian viewpoints that educate and have the potential to change lives. You know, I have never watched a single one of these like religious-esque movies that's kind of made for the mainstream but has that Christian religious tinge to it. I've never watched one and thought that was a good fucking movie. I, I've never thought that. I've always found them to be obvious and a little preachy. But uh, his heart's in the right direction, I guess. I guess. 
Uh, concerning the movie, the storyline takes viewers on a journey where the lives of people from vastly different backgrounds and socioeconomic status intersect in unlikely places. So there we go. I mean, if you if you guys are around um, on uh, what is it? What did I say? Oct uh, October tenth, which is World Homelessness Day. Uh, go see the movie at uh, Celebration Cinema City. And they got three showings: eleven a.m., one p.m., and three p.m. And you can buy tickets at meltrotter.org. For any donation amount. So if you want to give them five bucks, give them five bucks. You want to give them ten bucks, you give them ten bucks. And there you go. I have no idea what seating capacity is like. I don't know if they're going to do 50 uh, or whatever. I don't know if I would go, uh, even if I could. I just am still weirdly cautious around groups. Do, 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 do. All right, I've talked about Ruth Bader Ginsburg a bunch. And uh, I, I feel she was good Supreme Court justice. There is, And I feel like she has done a lot for uh, women and fighting for equal rights. And when you read about something, some of the things that she fought for just in her life, you're like, wow, this as recently as this? Uh, let me eight things here, everybody. Before Ginsburg, state-funded schools didn't have to admit women, and this came down to the 1996, only 24 years ago, everybody. It was the United States versus Virginia case. It was uh, VMI, the military school, Virginia Military Institute, did not want to allow women in as their cadets, and Ginsburg said, go fuck yourself. And now women are able to go to these uh, state-funded schools. This is great. Women couldn't sign a mortgage or have a bank account without a male cosigner. As of 1974. Ladies, pay attention to that. Right? That's 46 years ago. You needed to have your father or husband or a male cosigner for you to get a mortgage or have a bank account. That's insane. Right? But she paved the way for equal credit opportunity, which passed in uh, 74 and allowed women to apply for credit cards and mortgages without a male cosigner. That's fucking insane to me when you think about it. Uh, Ginsburg helped women make strides towards equal pay in 2007. 2007? Ginsburg famously dissented from the Supreme Court's decision on the pay discrimination case Ledbetter versus Goodyear Tire. There was a woman who worked uh, there as like a, a floor manager, floor supervisor, and when she retired, she found out that she was making way less doing the same job as her male counterparts. Fucking insane. And I think the only reason why uh, they lost is because statute of limitations. They came many, many mayor years after she had retired. Did she come forth and go, what the fuck? Number four, her presence on the court uh, preserved a woman's right to choose. That's uh, Roe v. Wade. What, no matter what you think of it, everybody, it needs to be there. Abortion is not going to go away. Make it safe. Make it safe. She pushed to protect pregnant women in the workplace. In 1972, Ginsburg argued that excluding a pregnant woman from the Air Force, like in the case of Strzok versus Secretary of Defense's sexual discrimination. The 72! Pregnant woman not being allowed to work. Insane. 72. Ginsburg argued women should serve on juries during the 1979 case. During uh, v. Missouri, jury duty was optional for women in several states because it was viewed to be a burden for women whose role was seen as the center of home and family life. So then when you hop on a jury and it's all dudes, why are there no chicks? Get the fuck out of here. 79. Number seven, she was key vote in granting same-sex marriages. 2015 case of fucking, what is that? Obergefell versus Hodges, which allowed queer women, women and the rest of the LGBTQ community the right to same-sex marriages in all 50 states. Ended a 5-4 ruling. Without Ginsburg, the outcome may have been different. 
And uh, while I am not gay, I have absolutely no problem with gay people getting married. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I always look at uh, marriage as being more of like it's a legal thing. Right? It's just saying like, okay, now our, our equity, uh, insurance, all of that shit. It's just legal shit. It has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with religion. It's a legal fucking document. So if a dude and a dude want to get married, how the fuck does it affect me? It doesn't. If a woman and a woman want to get married, how does it affect me? It doesn't. It's a legal fucking document. Now, if you have some weird religious reasons as to why two dudes can't get married or two women can't get married, you need to find a new fucking religion. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then number eight, Ginsburg made it cool to be a confident, hardworking female leader. And uh, 100, absolutely true. 100, uh, again, I will recommend that everybody go watch uh, RBG. It's on uh, Netflix. It's on Netflix or Hulu, one or the other. Go watch it. Go find it. It's a documentary. It was great. Like I said, the year it came out, it was uh, my second favorite movie after the Avengers movie that came out that year because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> so, uh, so that's it, everybody. That's the podcast. I hope you liked it. If you liked it enough, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. The Patreon is uh, every... I do it every day. Every fucking day. Very similar to what I do here. So if you like this, it's just more. It's just more. So five bucks a month, that would be fantastic. Elemental Podcast on the Patreon. Please, I got three things I want you to look at. Three things. I want you to go check out uh, Alex's Arcade. Alex's Arcade is a uh, cabin rental place down there in Tylertown, Mississippi. Uh, They only allow kids with cancer to go down there, right? So if you got a kid with cancer and you want to ship them off to a cabin rental place, uh, Colby's River Retreat is the place to go do it, right? Please do that. Send them down there. You can check out Alex's Arcade on Facebook and Instagram, and they got their own webpage. Please do that. Uh, then we got another uh, episode podcast, right? What they do is uh, they talk about three-legged dogs. It's weird that they can have this huge podcast around a three-legged dog. But uh, Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine, what they do is every Wednesday they drop a new podcast where they talk about three-legged dogs. They, they find a new one and they figure out how the fuck that dog lost a leg. And then they come up with weird and unique nicknames for the dog. Like they've uh, come up with the Clearly Tripod, uh, Pyramid, uh, Eiffel Tower all of these cool nicknames so that's what i want you to do. i want you to go check out another episode podcast every wednesday on your favorite podcasting platform and then they will talk about uh three-legged dogs they are on facebook twitter and instagram as well so check them out another episode podcast matt harper manny lane do that three-legged dogs i don't i don't understand it but uh, it's it's an interesting podcast. And last but not least, uh, Colby's River Retreat. What uh, Colby's River Retreat does, I don't know why they call it River Retreat, because they just talk about movies from the 80s, 90s, and uh, 2000s. So it should be called like Colby's Ancient Movies That Should Be Free on All Streaming Platforms. I mean, I know it's a mouthful, but you should do that. Uh, th- this week, they talked about fucking Over the Top, the Sylvester Stallone movie. Phenomenal, man. Although I think I like Copland better. Uh, and then next week, they're going to talk about fucking um, uh, the greatest movie of all time, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They just did a f- table read of that with like Brad Pitt and uh, Jennifer Aniston and... Uh, that numbnut dude from Holes and Peanut Butter Falcon. So go check out uh, Colby River Tree. You're going to hear things about cool movies. And you can find out uh, stuff about Colby's River Tree on Instagram and Facebook. And they got their own webpage. So if you guys can do those three, three things for me, uh, Alex's Arcade, uh, 
another episode podcast in Colby's River Treat. I would appreciate it. And uh, please spay and neuter your pets, spay and neuter your children. We don't need any more children running around being fucking pain in the ass. So do that. And that's it. We're done then. I will see you tomorrow for the Patreon. Otherwise, uh, if you're a cheap fuck, I'll see you on Monday. And I think Jamie will be back. She can talk about her adventures in Sag Nasty. And uh, that's it. There we go. You guys were wonderful. Stay good. All right. I'll see you later. Goodbye.